Hello and welcome to When Will It End? And uh, I'm Josh, joined as ever by my colleague Charles. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. honestly a little mm-hmm. emotional right now because so much of this show we've talked about just go to space. Right. And look, if you're tuning in now to the 10th episode of our exhaustive Friday the 13th coverage, you're missing... You must go back because for us, it's been somewhat of a trial getting through this series. Like we've accepted, I would say, a quality median that is remarkably low over the course of the first Mm. nine films. Yeah. And I'm a little speechless because I loved it. We went to space and I had a great time. I I really loved going to space in Jason X. This is a moment. We should, I, we should, we should bask in this moment. We've been, well, what are we? We haven't even, we were so, we're just, maybe we, we shouldn't even introduce ourselves. We're When Will It Ends, the movie podcast. We watch the movies. We watch it the franchise. We start with the first one. We go all the way through. Mm-hmm. We don't go to hell, really. No. We stay in New Jersey a lot. Yeah. We go up the coast to New York a little bit, and then we end up in space. But this isn't called Jason Goes to Space. Do you think this should have been called Jason Goes to Space? I think that's a little on the nose. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard call because so far we've been invited to so many cool ideas and it's been a big letdown. And I think this was the, if one of these movies should have been called Jason Goes to, like this should have just been called Jason Goes to Space. Their other ones should have been changed. I entirely agree. Yeah. They threw out the rule book on this one because it's competently directed, surprisingly well acted and knows exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, well, it's. It's a. It's definitely. It's a weird movie to really rate or review or rank because it does like in the grand scheme of things, it's like a cheap ripoff of other things, and it's sort of goofy and it definitely doesn't fit in the franchise in some ways. But then it's also the perfect franchise movie at the same time. Yeah, because if we hadn't watched at this point an unbelievable number of Jason films, the cultural concept of Jason and how it's a, approached and addressed in this movie kind of all pay off and it's funny because like this is clearly this comes out in 2001 mm-hmm. so like we're was this pre-planes or post-planes i don't i don't want to talk about that right now you don't want it it's, you don't it's want not it. that important okay i wasn't movie. sure because sometimes it is it was conceived in the 90s it was filmed there's no and there's no okay. relationship to that um there's a space 9-11 in the movie but we'll there. go to that because <laughs> jason's kill count in this is incredible he does a 9-11 in it it's <laughs> remarkable yeah he does. He goes full Bin Laden and destroys an entire cityscape, an entire space city. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. Um, no, I mean, I guess like there's there's this winky Whedon-y kind of energy to this. Yeah, and but not in a way that twenty years later is it has already gone through a full cycle of being exhausting and glib. But this sort of manages to finally do it all. We laughed. We, like, genuinely laughed at this movie at good jokes that made us happy to laugh at. Yeah. It's going to take more than one poke to kill me. <laughs> That'll do it. That was great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a, it's definitely a new vibe for, for the Jason verse because I think one thing, I've been very frustrated in this in this verse, but one thing that's worked really well is when Jason is intimidating and looming. And I think what this movie does is it, it definitely shifts because he's not that anymore in a lot of ways. He's a he's a joke a lot of the times, but it is fun. Honestly, we've tried nine times to be scary, thrilling, and intimidating, and it's rarely worked. And it's like maybe it is time to like lighten this shit up. 
but and have see, a little bit of fun. I was still gasping. I think he yeah. looks awesome. But no, I mean, just like one the, scene. The payoff of Ultra Jason as he's billed in the credits is yeah. Uber, fucking sick. Uber Jason. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Uh, I think when, like, the sleeping bag thing, it's like that. Do you t- want to contextualize that for listeners who are listening? They've watched it. No, they haven't. Okay. Well, I was going to. Yeah. The. There's a holodeck on the ship, which, again, in, in the grab Works. bag of things they're stealing from, steal from Alien, steal from Star Trek. I love this. This is delightful. I'm a huge fucking, we're both big Event Horizon fans, mm-hmm. which is literally Hellraiser plus Aliens. That's it. That's, That's pretty it. much the whole DNA, and it's Equation fucking fantastic. Over. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, they have a holodeck, and they while, while they're trying to escape in a funny, just regular space thing where they can't get a door open... They like, a perennial oh. space problem. It's always if you're in space, your doors are going to fuck with you. It's just it's just a thing that happens, and it's fine. Uh, they get the holodeck out. They get the Crystal Lake sim in, and Jason is a little confused. And to slow him down, they present us with naked teenagers smoking dope and offering to fuck him before they're married, which is a fun. They little... say we 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 love premarital sex. We love it. And then there's a beautiful cut. Well, I want to slow down for a minute because like. That postmodern meta moment of the movie where all of a sudden Uber Space Jason is back at Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. It's is this, it's worth get it. Like it's such a great It's worth scene. watching all like and I'm such a fucking loser, but it is worth watching nine movies leading up to this one weird moment. Like okay, remember in Vanilla Sky, which what's two years before this, ninety nine, I think. I think so. There, there's that moment towards the end of Vanilla Sky where Kurt Russell's character realizes he's uh, like not real mm-hmm. and it's this great moment where you're like what is going through this fake dude's b- fake brain right now what a crazy moment this was a moment on par with that for me we're like unkillable reincarnated re- rebuilt and more powerful than ever jason is like what is going on i'm like w- w-. it's a moment where you're wondering in this mind of a guy who we've been told over and over again has no mind they joke that his brain scan is almost non-existent in this mm-hmm. um and like it is sort of a beautiful, weird moment, and it's well-earned. Yeah. But then it cuts, and then it cuts back, and he's, like, redoing the kill from, th- was it three? No, it's hilarious. He just throws himself into the, he's smashing. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's hilarious. He's bolts and sleeping bags and just he's smashing. Not, it's, against- the, the Jason being purely used for scare is over. Like, it's at the point in the franchise where he's now a joke, and it's funny. But it's like, we are in a new era now where they have realized that it's, you know, it's time to try something different. And that's what my big complaint, and that's why I liked Nine, was that it was different. It wasn't teenagers at a camp anymore. And I love that the only teenager at a camp in this one is just a funny callback to, like, we're done with that shit. We are now in space. Yeah, we have horny college students now. And let me say this. As far as the diversity and misogyny factor, this is a very diverse movie. And mm-hmm. the misogyny is kind of at an all-time low for the series, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a scene where a man is dressed up in a nightie getting his nipples twisted. Like, there's def- this is a horny movie. Everyone's wicked horny. Everyone wants to fuck. But it's but funny it's because, a- like, that, that's, they just sort of established that as the vibe, kind of. Yeah. Like, everyone's really horny. And, like, it's, I love that the through line... Again, just, just to remind uh, listeners, the, the, the ninth movie came out eight years before this. This is the easily the largest swath of Jason-less culture we've had in some time. Yeah, he's smashed his way into a new millennia with this after a long break. 
How did, and, uh, how did you do? I can look it up unless you. you it it did around 17 on a bunch of around 11. So this did terribly. And also, look, an ongoing thing that we do in the show is get unnecessarily angry at the poor opinions of others. But Are you on really the same don't page? like this movie. I brought up uh, Roger Ebert's half star review. Uh, I am not looking at it yet, but I would love to see it. Okay. Yeah, we can get there for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think one thing is, can you think of... Um, oh, wait, hold on a second. This made more than triple the cost of production on DVD and post-theater sales, making it of one of the it most did. successful Friday the 13th films. Damn. I, I re- This is my favorite one. This is your favorite one? Yes, it is. Because <laughs> yes. you made a really good point earlier. Because in the earlier films, the, the idea is that we have comic... Like, there's comic relief characters, but when Jason shows up, it's dead serious for the most part. Yeah. You know? and, and this self-awareness and this like loving self-awareness it, it isn't that kind of like corrosive gen x 90s cynical distancing it is a real celebration and it is like we we get classic jason stuff he pops out of the dark to slit someone's oh, yeah. throat he's fucking hurling people around like they're goddamn snowballs he you know again you made this incredible observation which i don't think i would have really picked up on by myself when they smash into the solaris space station yeah, yeah. it's the biggest window <laughs> smash yet we've been there's been smashing of windows and it's just been escalating to the point of the last movie where they smash a whole greenhouse basically and this one's like eight years have gone by we're gonna smash a world made out of a window a and window city. it's incredible and also you know in this time, I, I think, as I understand it from reading the notes, it begins in 2008, which is hilarious. Right. Where we see, of course, famed Canadian body horror director David Cronenberg in a five-line role who gets murdered by Jason with a javelin. It's amazing. It's good. And then in a cryogenic freeze gone awry, he wakes up 455 years later. I really had a great time watching this movie. I did, too. I think really my only... The only undoing is that it feels you can like feel that budget straining, and I think not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes I just like my mind was wandering, be like, I wonder what the like 2020 like 40 million dollar version of this exact same thing. I mean, a we get the pegging scene that I wanted. Rather yeah, than- you. So you know, I was asking Charles like, and I don't. Are you comfortable talking about any of this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to cut it out. Go for okay, it. okay. So yeah. you know, you're a queer person. You identify with with people who wear. Did I decide that? It seemed like you said basically yes. I, I we talked about it on the couch watching football. Oh, you said you're what bisexual said, is the most accurate. I said I would probably consider myself to be like I don't think I have enough like I have way too much privilege of never had to like come out or do anything serious with my sexuality so I don't know that I could say I'm queer but I definitely like I I guess I'm bi I've like made out with dudes and I you know it's my sexuality is is it goes in many different directions yes and as and part of that is is a self-expression of dress yeah yeah everyone I like to wear dresses I've worn dresses out about it's uh i wore a dress because i didn't bring any shorts to cape cod and so i wore a dress to the seafood place in wellfleet and these kids were having a ball they yeah it was the funniest thing in the world i've never had that thankfully like i've done it a few times in like parks and forests and that's beautiful people just say hello right so i asked charles like you know this is a rare moment of representation for you in a, a, a movie we're covering where a man is wearing in this case uh, a sort of frilly, like purple lingerie. I want to say, yeah, kind of like a lacy, yeah, like a light, like a lilac. Yeah, um, it look he looks comfortable. He was having a blast, and he, uh, <laughs> sure was. I don't like nipple play. 
And I do his nipple play. I was concerned because the college student who's seducing a professor to pass whatever whatever class he was teaching in (laughs) space dead person (laughs) recovery. Yeah, just like space. What I guess he's an archaeologist, an Earth archaeologist. I guess so. They go back to shitty old Earth, which is uh, you know in this crazy wackadoodle movie. Apparently, it's like environmentally unsound. The land in the future cannot support life. The seas cannot support life. It is a dead planet. So good. Yeah. And they, they dress up like Mobius drawings and, yeah. and uh, crawl into a sub-basement just to see if they find a corpse. It sounds like a great they did college it. class. They did great. They found two corpses. That's amazing. Anywho. It reminded so, me of the scene in Cowboy Bebop when they go back to try to find the Betamax player. And on, now you get to see a much better version of that. I can't in wait. In the Netflix series. We're, we're got, we got to finish. The thing, the thing with Cowboy Bebop, I've only watched the first episode. It was very good. Um, what's with all the drawing? I was like, this is, this would be so much right. better if it right, wasn't, right, right. if it was real people. Right. Yeah. Not just a dumb Not drawing. Not like a stylized picture. Yeah, anyone can draw a picture. Well, you tell that to Shinichiro Watanabe. Is he alive? Yeah, dude. What's he, he doing now? He produced this fucking thing. Jason X? <laughs> he produced <laughs> yeah, Jason that's X? that's why there was all the weird space, like bad yeah. 3D shit. No, he's, he, I think he produced the Netflix show. Well, anyways, uh, the, the lady brings with her to seduce her professor the largest forceps I've like ever seen, or like big pin, pincer thing. Pinchers, again. yeah. yeah. And, and she's just... Going to town, and that guy's nip, and he's like harder. He's like more, more, tit, more nipples. Now, I will say, from a perspective of depicting kink, it was a little confusing because she's calling him daddy, but she's also like doming him, and he is like cross. I mean, a, it's a little sloppy the terminology. There. Well, I I'm not in the world at all, but I I can relate to someone like having a weak father. <laughs> <laughs> This is our, the best Jason movie in our best episode yet. <laughs> Anyways, this, this movie had a little something for everybody. Right, but it, like, it, so it was very cool to see like this movie that very easily could have been like, we have jokingly had the MVB segment because the, or like three, That was one episode. That was, I know, but we were yeah. getting into the zone of like, these movies do just gratuitously show tits. It's misogynistic world. These movies really just relish that. And we're like, oh my God, it's like horny space students. This could go bad. And it's like, Everyone just wants to fuck. And I don't think anyone's really mistreated sexually in this movie. And the the scene where there's a guy wearing a nightie, they're both like, do, like yeah, it's for a grade or whatever, but it's like everyone's getting what they want out of it. Right, and it shows that sexual behavior as pretty much completely equitable to everybody else's horniness. It's not played for laughs. It's just sort of, well, it's sort of played for laughs in that like it's just funny that that's the seduction. Method. Right, but it's like not... It's weird, and maybe it's because, like, that's normal to me, but it's like, it wasn't played off as weird, the fact no. that he wanted to have his nipples squeezed. And also, the, the, they go right back into just everything else they were normally doing. She, she doesn't, like, <laughs> mock him or something, or, like, I don't yeah, know. It's not like the, the last one, or the, the one on the boat, where, like, I, I hate that depiction of, like, weak man being forced to have sex, and he's like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I guess that's, I'll do it. It's a bizarre... Well, no, but of that, I but. just like that's that's that was a sucky like seduction scene. It was funny. She did a bad biology project. It's true. Then he's like, then he then he enforces he, he his pat. boundaries. I think that's cool. I just think comparing the professor fucking their student to gets a good grade. You're I like, just so I like mad this that one better. A guy named Charles was depicted so rudely in eight. <laughs> You'll never get over I, it. I don't. I really associate with the word Charles. That well, you do in the sense that when I say Charles, you go yeah, I, yeah, huh, daddy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> More, more. <laughs> but I, I, I do. Uh, I, I was thinking the other day in the woods. I was like, I wonder if I should try to go as Elliot at this point in my life. My mom almost called me Elliot, but it was shot down. I think. I guess I could see you 
moved to Elliot. That's not the wildest thing yeah. that our friendship has gone through. Well, I'm probably not going to try it. I'm too scared. Okay. But I'll think about it some more. But anyway, I was saying, in the remake, in the future, if this had a $40 million budget, I would want him to be getting pegged. <laughs> I think that would have been a it was nice... a long walk to get back to the pegging. Thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that, like... Maybe I just I think that would that would vibe. I think that would be really good. Well, that, that's why this movie is so funny sexually because it's very chaste. Everyone's like really horny, but like again, there's almost no objectification. The the android is like at one point she, it has like her her breasts out to the Andrew Garfield lookalike guy mm-hmm. who's like the dorky dude building the essentially sexy data, which is great because look, there's the Spiner Femmes. Yeah. In the world of yeah. Star Trek. I was going to just correct you because Data already is sexy. I know. But... He literally has an entire fan yeah. base dedicated to how hot. And look, hey, Brett Spiner, one. easy on the eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Even when he's covered in like whatever that goop. silver goop was. Lots of goop. <laughs> um, so, and, and she's like, has her boobs out. And, and she's like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't know. And then the nipples fall off. He's like, this is <laughs> stupid. We don't need this. And he goes, I love you just the way you are. Yeah. She's like, well, the other girls have boobs. He's like, I don't care. You're... You're you. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like, and they kiss later and it's kind of nice. And no, it's, I don't, a, it's like wholesome, a weirdly wholesome yeah. movie, even though it is horny and stupid. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, we've been through some horny movies in the, in the, in this, this experiment. Well, don't boast, but. Well, we have. Yeah. We, we have, have been through some horny Listeners, movies. you can do it too. You could watch, watch Jaws great, 4. Oh my God. Jaws 4 is a, a, a podcast high for raw horniness. Yeah. And it, a married the, couple too. It's great. Exactly. I was going to say, it, it is also wholesome. It's horny and wholesome. I think that's a, a lovely combination. Yeah. For where we've watched shitty like, you know, Bandcamp or whatever or Ugh. Beta House. Like There was a recent other film podcast that brought up the American Pie sequels and they like very glibly referred to Beta House. And I was like, you know not of the horrors <laughs> which reside within Beta House. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to speak of unless you've watched. Yeah. It's really... Uh, is That's the one with the Viagra thing? Is that the one? <laughs> I don't really want to revisit Where that. Where he like carries a, a, a bucket on his penis, and then it turns out he didn't actually take Viagra. He's just naturally tumescent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, naturally tumescent in a horrifying way. Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's not a muscle. No. You can't like, I don't know. Maybe you can. It just seems, seems unlikely. Wait, do you, know, you don't work out your penis? Not as much as I should. Yeah. Look, you watch a lot of these older... Look, and the thing is, if you have money, it's easy to work out your penis. Really? Okay. What do you do with the money? Oh, my God. You, will you hire a penis trainer? Oh, I see what you're you saying. You know, I'm saying I if you have the saying. money to do it, it's easy. Because everyone's like, oh, look at Jason Sudeikis' his penis. Right, I'm right, Like, right, yeah, right, right. he's in the money. He's, he's working for Apple. Right. He's freaking Ted right. Lasso. Kumail. Look at his giant, Everyone's like, look at his penis. penis. Like, yeah, you work for a fucking Marvel, they'll give you whatever penis but, kind you want. Guys imagine? like you and me, working class guys? Yeah. We got blue collar dicks. Blue collar dicks. And by that I mean the little collars our partners gave <laughs> yeah, us for yeah, our we... dicks are adorable and a nice and a nice light powder blue. Every day we get a new one. A new one. Well, you know, they're that you do go through them pretty quick. Yeah. Well, Living the lives we live. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweaty work we do as blue collar men yeah no i mean when you're uh in the salt mines managing a social do you media wear collars in the mines <laughs> yeah. i guess on your dick you got to you gotta you, got you don't to. want to get coal around the base of your cock no um okay so 
here's something <laughs> amazing that I read in my rudimentary research on this film. Because honestly, this was so great, and there's so little grist that I found about this other than idiots hating it, which is so strange to me. But uh, <laughs> they have the conception of it was this. Um, uh, the film was conceived by Todd Farmer, who plays Dallas in the film, and was the only pitch he gave to the studio for the movie, having suggested sending Jason into space as a means to advance the film series. There you Todd, go. my good man, I tip my cap to you. <laughs> we do All it. we need is to send people to space. Jigsaw in space? Absolutely. Jaws in space? Get out of town. Oh my Already God. my favorite Jaws movie. Oh, wait. Jaws, Jaws 5, colon... Space. Okay, you're not talking about Jaws from the James Bond franchise, who also goes in to Moonraker space. goes to space, and it's ironic he falls in love with the little lady with the braids, and he's a big lug with the metal teeth. Right. They liked him so much they brought him back. You know what? Has society reaccepted the Roger Moore era? Because yeah, I, I think for... so. Okay, I hope so. Yeah. I, I I mean, I, I I watched the new one. We did do it. Oh, you did. I. I I, I'm at a point in my life at 31 where I think about watching like a three-hour Bond right, movie, that's... and I'm just like, I don't want to. Yeah, we had sort of talked about doing it, and then I was like, oh, it's three hours. There's no way Josh was going to ever do this. I would fall asleep. Yeah. That's so much of that. The big problem is it vibed Roger Moore for half of it, and it was like, this is good. I actually really want to go back and watch those. And then at the end, it got so serious and so like, don't you care about Daniel Craig dying? Don't you care about Wait, his... Wait, does he die? Spoiler. His, but, oh, do you want to know? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's cool. It's big. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing is they didn't play it off as like, this is the end of this character. There's like a whole 10 minutes where he's like, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and your baby's so beautiful. I'm going to miss you, love. Gavna. <laughs> Toodle pip. That's my James Bond. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, give me a guy, a distinctly unathletic 60-year-old man <laughs> yeah. who just says like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and then, like, fires, like, a Soviet guy into the yeah. moon. That shit's amazing. Yeah. But, no, there's, like, there's literally a scene where Daniel Craig's, like, we've got to hack Blofeld's bionic eyeball. And it's, like, this shit rules. This is why I'm watching a James Bond movie is for shit like that. And yeah, then that there's, a, there's a cool gunfight scene. And then the whole end is just, like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. But that's okay. Yeah, survived. You, you, I love you and your baby. That's my baby. He has a baby. Uh, he's got. He's like that's my. He like can't stop talking about his baby's eyes. That's super annoying. And it's well, so annoying it's because it's died, his eyes. He was not going to be. He's a, a good bad dad. dad. Yeah. He's like obsessed with the only part of the baby that looks like him. Yeah. I guess dads would probably feel that way, though. You know, they don't get to carry the child. I think parents in general, if something looks like you, it's just like. I mean, God, how unavoidably narcissistic is that delight? Right. Like, you've created a little you. That's amazing. That's true. Tiny me. Yeah. Uh, so Todd Farmer also did My Bloody Valentine 3D oh. and Drive Angry. I, I really liked... I mean, I'd probably have to see My Bloody Valentine 3D again, but I saw that in theaters in 3D. It was super fun. Um, yeah. Drive Angry, I think, was sort of meh. But, he uh, acted and wrote in both of those movies and plays a guy named Frank in both of those movies. Yes. His yeah. most recent film came out in 1999. It's called Trick, starring Jamie Kennedy and Omar Epps. It's probably bad, but I am sort of Wait, delighted. Who is, this is Todd Farmer? <laughs> yeah, Todd Farmer, yeah. who conceived of, I don't know, Jason, but in space. And they're like, that's it. That's the idea, my good boy. He wrote um, Heavenly Sword, the PS3 exclusive. Wow. Yeah. I, Drive Angry... Yeah, I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. No review. So that one's just lost to the mists of time. Wow. Uh, I found the major poll quote from the Ebert review. This sucks on so many levels. <laughs> Quoting the movie. 
to quote his, his what thoughts a jack on off. He can't even think of his own fucking thing. I hate what? that It's so shit. lame. I do you want to go Rock through Reaper. that? Yeah. Take us through his, I'm assuming, incredibly stupid review. Uh, yeah. So he quotes, this sucks on so many levels. And then he says, rare, rare for a movie to so frankly describe itself. <laughs> he must have gone to the bank that day and laughed all the way there and what said, a boring I'll take shot. my $10. And they're like, what are you Ugh. talking about? Did you fill out a deposit slip? And he just hands them the, his review of Jason X. And they're like, get out of my bank. This is my bank. Jason X sucks on the levels of storytelling, character development, suspense, special effects. See, this is what I'm saying. Originality, Because he was so proud to bow out from this series 21 years before this movie came out. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I'm going to say this is easily the best acting and character development or the most competent emotional build that we've had with characters the entire series. I feel like even though, you know... It's a cast of nobody's doing, you know, a C-rate version of Alien or whatever. They were great. I liked every performance. Like everyone, like, yeah. was dialed into what they needed to be doing. Yeah, this, it's a little bit on the cheese side, but that's, that's great. That's fine. That's we're very. We live a... in the cheese verse in this fucking bullshit. So, like, <laughs> yeah. why not? Like, I don't know. No one, no one fucked up. Yeah, I would think that's a really great. I mean, we had some. Not only did no one fuck up, but we had some wonderful performances. I really, really Doig. liked. Doig, she was good. Doig was great. We saw on the credits, Doig's in this. We knew we were in for a winner. We when got we saw Doig. Doig. Uh, I really liked the 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 leader of the Space Marines and the and the the guy with all the Terraria. Yes, those two guys really vibed with me. I really liked. Okay, their so energies. Peter Mensah, that's M E N S A H, is Sergeant Elijah Brodsky. Elijah Brodsky, it's a great name. Oh my God, he's he's been in Hidalgo, Three Hundred, Tears of the Sun. He's Ghanaian and British. What an interesting guy. He's a martial arts expert. Damn, cool. I love Pete. So, um, we Ebert did a little bit of research for his review, and he says uh, the 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 missing two years are easily explained because he's talking about how this movie takes place on uh, four hundred fifty five years into the future, but it actually because it came out in 2001 or something it's i don't know it's annoying but he says i learned from the classic horror reviews website this is good he's citing his sources uh that the movie was originally scheduled to be released on halloween 2000 it was then bumped to march 2001 summer 2001 and halloween 2001 before finally opening on the 16th anniversary of chernobyl another famous meltdown like your brain, my friend, your dumb fucking no, I brain. Just, it, this is the shit people talk about where like you have this media elite just like dunking casually on a fucking f- the 10th installment in a franchise thing. And this like decided inability to position yourself as the intellectual superior who will not deign to meet something at its level is just so like yeah. pompous and narcissistic and boring. Like he, he's just like, how many cheap shots can I get off on dunking on this as opposed to engaging with anything about this? Right. And then he spends two paragraphs talking about the special effects where he says on the basis of the effects in Jason X and the much more entertaining Scorpion King. That is okay. <laughs> if his actual take on this is that Scorpion King is better, he is a, the most fucking it's, deadheaded moron I've ever heard. I mean, I haven't seen life. it since that came out, but I remember being really let down by that one. Uh, perhaps audiences do not require realistic illusions, but simply the illusion of realistic illusions. Wow, he's just like getting lost in his own mind. Yeah, trying to write his own <laughs> shitty version of Simulacra, but like making no sense. 
Um, consider as, as the scene where the spaceship is about to dock with Solaris, a giant mothership, or a city in space, or whatever. No, not whatever. It's a fucking space station, you dick. Jesus. Uh, the ship crashes into Solaris, slicing off the top of the geodesic dome and crunching the skyscrapers. Uh, why Solaris has a city skyline in outer space, I do not presume to ask. This is what I'm saying. Ebert, like, I know some of our listeners like Ebert. I know they do. Who would like this idiot? Hey, some of our listeners have specific needs that Ebert fulfills. Imagine for being so insecure that you have to like assert your your sense of self by aggressively attacking the tenth installment of a beloved horror franchise as like. But also, like the questions he asked, like first of all, by bringing up, you do ask Roger. Your little tricks don't work on me. Like. I wouldn't even think to ask why there's like also that's cool. Having a space station with a city skyline is cool. Why wouldn't you want that? Who gives a it shit? It sets up Jason doing space nine eleven, which is not something I foresaw ten well, movies ago. Also, Ebert answered the question. Oh wait, no, this did I couldn't even tell when this movie came out because he lists off so many dates. Um, but then he's like, the sequence is hilariously unconvincing, but never mind. Can you do Why'd you favor? bring it up then? Can anyone listening put together a list of space accidents you've seen in movies that convinced you they were real space accidents? Yeah. Like, especially from 2000. Sh- it's like, what the fuck? Dude. Like, just, it's so, it's just, it, the, 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 it's bad faith through and through. This came out uh, on April 26, 2002 in the U.S., November okay. 2001 in Spain. Okay. So it's post 9 11. Okay. Um, and then he says, but never mind, because consider the optimistic dialogue by Professor Lowe, the greedy top scientist who wants to catch Jason. Everyone okay? We just shot over. We just overshot it. We'll turn around. Uh-huh. It's like, dude, that was a joke. The, the, jo- the joke is that the joke he was says awesome. that behind him, it blows up on a video. It's hysterical. We laughed at it. Yeah. Also, that's not like bad. That's just a conversation people would have. Oh, that's like, not even like an example. He's so annoying. He says, how would... He's like, how would the characters know that Solaris exploded because in Alien we learned that you can't hear things blow up in space? Damn. Hell yeah, bro. Get him. Get their ass. What a fucking jerk. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is... It's 2001. This is coming out amid all these huge, overblown, ridiculous movies. And, like, there's so many silly movies from that period of time. Like, the entire work of Roland Emmerich, and I don't know, maybe he hated that too. But, like, this is like a a low-budget cult film that's like aimed at it like it's it's just it's sad to me that this is how someone gets their kicks by being like uh yeah i saw the 10th jason movie and no i didn't find it's space 9-11 convincing fuck this off. is this is how he ends the the review i left the movie knowing one thing for sure there will be a jason 11 or given the iq level of the series jason x part two well, one, that would be fucking awesome. Right, this is, he shows his hand that he just is not on board for anything that has a higher number. And it's like, yes, a sequel to another sequel is a great idea. Jason X Part 2 sounds fun. Well, it's also just Jason 11 sounds fun. Like, being, it's like the, there's this really pedantic obsession with grammar. I think about, like, like a lot of transphobes or whatever, or, like, people who are, like, really right, against... Right, right. We couldn't possibly understand... Um, calling someone a they, that's not grammatical. That's, that's like, who gives a fucking sh... Like, that's... English... The English language is, like, a bizarre potpourri of, impu- of like, a, an imperialist legacy that smears together a bunch of things. Like, it is... 
It's like with Zionists who are like the Balfour Declaration. Papua New Guinea got a Balfour Declaration. It was the it was the English fucking empire slicing stuff up and releasing previous holdings. It's not like a Declaration of Independence. It's like yeah, go off and do your own thing now. So just to have like to have like this the idea to him that a naming convention being dumb right. for a franchise. Also, we're talking about this in 2021 where naming conventions have been completely shattered many times over right. by two the world Jason, of franchise. Two Jason. Yeah, twelve Jason, two, one Jason, two Jason. That's the twelfth part. A one Jason, two Jason, three Jason, four, four Jason, five Jason, seven Jason, more. But I think I skipped six. I don't care. That's all right, naming conventions yeah. are stupid. He's he's really shows us over and over again, like how we need to like we need to be embracing the franchise because it's just. I mean, I I'm all for a standalone movie. I love them. They're fun, but like. When you're going to watch a movie about a giant that kills people, like I would love as much context as possible to play around with. Whether you know it's like about quiet British people or just like American frontiers people, like we just watched the new the old Kelly Reichardt movie. It's like I don't need a sequel to this. This speaks for itself. But when it's like dumb shit like this, like I just this will only get better and better if you treat it with the weird respect that it deserves. Right, and and this is like a lovingly winky, but not in a way that is icky version of that. And hey, speaking of giants, this is the final Kane Hodder appearance. Oh, he! I think this is his best. And I love in the opening that the, that shot of Jason from when he's in the full Hannibal Lecter getup, and he has like the, you can see his hair graying mm, a little so bit, old. and you're like, yeah, I mean, like, there's no way this can't acknowledge that we're now 20 years into this series. Yeah, and they do that, and it's interesting, and and like I almost felt a little compassion for like, oh, Jason like is getting old, man. He's <laughs> this unkillable fucking New Jersey guy is just uh, he's just like us. Do you think he wants to? get married just a little touch of gray Be- with behind every silver machete there's, there's a touch of gray yeah yeah i feel like he down deep like maybe bride if, of jason yeah i'd watch the fucking shit out of that if we're t- if like the whole jokes around premarital sex like maybe he just wants to get married and have kids <laughs> so you're saying maybe he he is actually quite moralistic and really is this is all a statement about waiting until marriage to make love i think initially it wasn't but i i think it, it, we got there we like, got there we got there there's two movies in a row right where they like use the phrase premarital sex maybe three no maybe it was was that eight and ten there i think was it eight i think it was i think they said it on the boat no, no, it's nine. It is nine. Okay, it's nine. Nine yeah. is so bad because the nine is the like see nine. nine tries to wink. This is just a it's it's no, one, of your, worst throw it's one of your worst it's takes. It's one of your worst takes. It's not a take. It's my life. It, you're you can't even say that without grinning at your own take. No, no, because in nine it is the winky thing, but really annoying and and ham fisted and like we're Jason's dead. We're going to have premarital sex at Crystal Lake, and it's like, oh god, I get it. Yeah, and, yeah, I see and, what you're this saying. Being like, this being like being in like it's in a, it's, a, it's, a, deck. it's an android. It's it's hot girl data making something based on her understanding of Jason. Like that, there's like a context to that right. wink where That's you're true. like, okay, I get it now. Like this is like an android trying to reproduce the conditions of Jason's I, heyday. I think I like this more than in the nine. Yes. You can't just don't bully me. I'm not bullying Leave me alone. You. I'm just but telling you're, you. You're a very smart person. There's times where you like Look, dig in. I really like the visuals in Nine. Nine is great effects. Nine has I'm not going to lie. Some of the I'm best. Not, I'm not fighting that. And for a movie, for a series that is about watching people get executed by a giant, 
I really liked the diner scene and the cop scene in nine. I think there's maybe some of the best action sequences in the whole franchise. That's why I really like that series. And I think what it did with. Okay, we're not, we're not here to reiterate people. nine. We're not here to go back to nine. I'm here to go back to whatever nine. I want to do. Okay, so here's something I read. The BFG reference, while watching this, you were like, hey, it looks like the BFG from Doom. Yeah. That's a reference to Doom. Yeah. So, you know, BFG. that's nice. Yeah, the big fucking gun. It's fun that they're trying to suck in other things into the, the Jason Cosmos. The thing is, like, I love science fiction B or C movies so much that it, it, it is so wonderfully simple to wed Jason to that concept. I just think this, like, yes, this for a 91-minute so movie, it knew exactly what it was doing and did it. And most of these movies in this series, look... I agree. You can carve out parts of nine that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Or like, let's let's counter two things we don't agree about. I think there's things about eight that are awesome that that you don't think work at all, and there's things about nine that you love that I think don't really, yeah, yeah. you know, make up for the rest of the movie. Unlike, I would argue almost every other movie in this series, this is really focused and actually delivers something. Yeah, like I love six and three. They're great movies, but like they're still kind of a slog and compared to this yeah, which like whips through 91 minutes like it's nothing i'm gonna make a, pa- a promise to you because i Uh-oh. have a very bad memory you don't have to follow but i will be rewatching six three and four before we finish the franchise to have an accurate okay this is the guy who says i'm gonna watch all the saw movies again and then yeah, doesn't do a well, single one I-, I was busy that month <laughs> <laughs> well you did choose to make uh, a permanently recorded be yeah, a permanent well i mean when the sun cools down or something, then it won't be permanent. We'll have a Solaris, Josh. Well, yeah. it'll be permanent. Earth it'll two. Be permanent. Earth. No, but I'm gonna. I think for this franchise this long, I'm not gonna waste my time rewatching five, rewatching one, rewatching two. Like I know those. I know that they're not in the top, but I want to get my top five right. You know, and I think it's weird. This franchise changes so much that like three, four, and six are all so locked into what one setup. And, like, is it fair to say that Jason X is better than than Friday the 13th Part 4 or Part 6? I think six? it is. Right, exactly. I think I it think is it right totally now. Is, so yeah. I'm going to just rewatch some of the early ones just to, like... I would love to rewatch 3 and 6. I really enjoyed those. Yeah. And I want to see how this stacks up to that. Right. Again, those are... This, that's pre-irony in the series. Exactly. There's funny stuff in it, but it's not like... It, this is ironic in a way that, that takes stock of a long legacy that those obviously could not possibly have done in the, yeah. the heat of the 80s. No, and I'm glad they didn't because I, I liked when, especially early on, the, the whole point of those was, oh, we finally get to see Jason and look how scary he is. Because like, one and two are so devoid of Jason. It was nice that we had a, you know a decade where he was unironically intimidating and i think now it's time to let that go and just frolic in space and well, okay so i want to go great. back to that for a minute so basically during the development of this um the, the the team led by director jim isaac who i would say does yeoman's work on this movie yeah he, he apparently put a lot of love into this and and this is kind of funny because like we we're talking about the nudity and stuff but basically everyone was like the fucking topless scene is so shitty like you know, we don't even want. She refused to cast it. The casting director, she's, she's, which said, this the, is gratuitous. the nipple scene. No, 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 no. The the holodeck scene where the the two, oh yeah. Right. And so basically, you know, Isaac was like the director was like, we're gonna play this for laughs, and it's and like that was their solution to that was like to make it so silly and so gratuitous, and that shows like like the, the the I think the the level of thought that Jim Isaac put into this, yeah, which is interesting. But anyway, so they're like, here's the list of places they were talking about for possible Jason. Uh, the Hood, 
I'm very happy they didn't do that. Um, snow, underwater, the Arctic. Seems redundant with snow on the list. In L.A., fighting gangs. Kind of cool. Yeah. On safari. I don't know. <laughs> they even considered something involving the NASCAR circuit. They basically what? had a bunch of awful ideas. And then God bless Todd Farmer for just being the everyman and saying, space? I don't know, guys. We could go to space. There's already a whole genre committed and devoted to this place. Like, we don't have to reinvent the safari. Like, what is a safari movie? What is a I NASCAR movie? I don't know. He fights movie? a rhino. I'd watch that. Why? Jason fights a rhino. Why do you think we as five-year-olds knew so much about uh, safari animals? That was, I think, a time before large-scale considerations of colonialism and no, slave trade came into play. It was like, about it. oh, Africa, you go there to look at giraffes. Yeah. It's a fun vacation I still place think for that's giraffes. how kids are, maybe not. I have no idea. I hope, I hope it's changed, but it's so strange that like, there's a whole country with culture well, I mean, and people, and it's like, the, we know the, the six first, animals that live there. The first Tintin is Tintin mm, goes, goes to the, the Belgian Congo. <laughs> Which, like, I believe the phrase crimes against humanity comes from the way the Belgians and King Leopold treated yeah. the... the, the uh, you can't even call them the people of the Congo. They weren't... They were just fucking... It wasn't a country! It was just, just fucking people living there. Anyways, uh, if you want to really stay up late thinking about how awful the world is, the, the, the Belgian treatment of the Congo is one of the most vomit-inducing, nightmarish things I've ever read about. Like yeah. a, a kind of cruelty and torture and brutality that really goes almost unparalleled. So I'm just saying, it's very. you're right to think about like an artifact like Tintin goes to the Congo and like he's like oh Tintin sees a freaking elephant That's there's a crazy. scene where he's hunting rhino and he can't shoot it because it's hide so thick so he takes out a little drill a little Belgian drill and throws a piece of dynamite in and blows up the rhino that's basically how Belgians thought about every living <laughs> yes. thing in Africa so. yeah it's as it's uh it was so did you know. catch the reference to the name of the ship what was the name of the ship Mm. Oh, yeah, the, the Grendel. The Grendel, which yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Beowulf reference. Yes. Ooh, a, a little mon- heady. Another monster. A monster. So scary. Yeah. Yes. Did you see the new Grendel movie? I mean, it's not new. It's from like 2006 with Angelina Jolie. Uh, the, the movie Beowulf by yeah. the great Robert Zemeckis. Yes, I saw it in theaters, which yeah. is very odd because like I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I guess as a teenager, why not? I only really remember the guy bursting out of the Kraken or whatever. We gotta, we gotta watch the Green Knight. I'd love to. I've never yeah. seen it. I think that's one of the best versions. I think it's so easy for a modern artist to be like, "What if we took this old story and made it new?" And I think Grendel, like with Grendel's mom, I don't know that book, and it's just like, it's so easy to turn that story around. I really admired the way, um, what's his name, took the story of the Green Knight and really like modernized it, not to. Is it like it's not Dave Eggers? That's the no, writer. It's Pete Drag. Pete's Dra- who did Pete's Pete, Dragon? Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. His name is Pete S. Dragon. Dragon. Who no, did- his first name is P E T E S apostrophe S. Pete's, Pete's Dragon. Dragon. Who directed Pete's Dragon? I don't fucking know. Who directed a ghost story? I don't know. Landry. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Landry or something. Yeah. Anyway, he was like, "I'll get my old pal Casey Affleck." No. They're pals. He's in the movie. I put on that fucking movie on a plane. I don't know what I was Which thinking. Which one? 
a ghost story. Oh yeah, that's I was asleep not a plane. in five. I mean, minutes. I guess that's true. That's a it plane was movie. Yeah, th- th- this was the trip. This is when I went out to Canada to play those shows. Where I ended up watching. Val- Speaking of problematic assholes, I watched Valerian on the way there and on the way back. Hell yeah, that movie's like, good. It's great. That it's really good. Look, it's just if you're gonna go bad shit, go eleven. Yeah. and that movie is like a twelve. Hey, and there's no pedophilia in it, so it's like a rare Leon movie that or whatever his name is. He did Leon. Yeah, you're talking of the great Luke Besson. Yeah, it's a it's a rare Luke experience where you don't have to worry about like cringe shit. This trivia says that that Jason X was included in Robert Roger Ebert's most hated list. Yeah, probably. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. This is like a loving, fun movie with good performances and a director who cares and a concept that's at least like creative. Yeah, it's like certainly playing it's it is alien. It's, and, it's uh, if you if you read the like they were like let's plug in Jason to Alien. That's what you should be thinking about with Jason. Right. It's fun. That's smart. Let's okay. get let's get him in the ocean. We could make Jaws. Yeah. He could be swimming and killing fish, killing people diving. I would love that. He's already been in Camp Crystal Lake. Josh, this is it. <laughs> we redo Jaws, except rather than being in the ocean, he's in the landlocked Lake of Crystal. That sounds great. And he's like, just ra- he should just stay underwater. I'm just trying to imagine Jaws in Crystal Lake. He's just sort of sitting half out of the lake. <laughs> this is not like that big of a lake. Like whenever Jason floats to the bottom, which again, again, the end of this movie, to give a million director points to Jim Isaacs, um, one of my favorite bits of the entire series where uh, the fuck Brodsky, the cool ass sergeant, Elijah Brodsky, like, you know, commits, he chooses to, to, to kill himself to save the, the sexy college students and, and, <laughs> Now they're and, all dead. It's just down to the it's head. It's Andrew Garfield lookalike, the head. Doig, and, and, and the AI head. And uh, All the yeah, students are gone. They're all dead. I don't, I don't think point. Andrew Garfield was a student. I think he was a... Like a tech guy or something? If if you are a student and you make a fully like functioning android in space, you should be teaching the course. Absolutely. Andrew, get in charge of that course. Yeah, but so, so uh, upon entry into the atmosphere of Earth 2... Uh, two teens making out by a lake look so up and good. see a shooting star and they say wow we landed in the, the lake let's go check it out <sighs> end of movie 11 out of 10 five stars perfect, absolutely perfect that is a perfect way to end a movie like this it's like the year is 2445 we are on earth two, and it there's doesn't some horny matter teens there's horny we're gonna teens get fucking it. killed by jason It'll never end. I love it. I don't even know if, like, this reminded me the most of, in a lot of ways, of Alien Resurrection, a movie that I feel like is an abortion that we gotta watch those. Oh my god, we do. That movie is really frustrating and has a lot of shit in it that just sucks. I remember it just made me feel really un, like, it's ugly. It's boring. it's very French and it's very nineties. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. And famously, the director's cut is so much worse than the theatrical cut. It opens Damn. with that the digital mosquito. Oh right, that? yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Really bad. Yeah. And then that movie, of course, the, the that movie as intentionally as in, originally intended was going to be Alien on Earth, and they basically bow out of it at the end of that movie, and it's yeah. really annoying. And this movie sort of like gives us that little like wink, wink, or like, Jason on Earth too, baby. New Jersey too. Crystal Lake too. State Bird the Mosquito too. Too. Um, so Cronenberg owed Jim Isaac a favor <laughs> because Jim Isaac had loaned his Canadian-based production crew to him. Okay. Right. Um, I love that. And David in exchange, he wanted to get killed on screen. That's awesome. I love Cronenberg. Me the too. fact that like he shows up in like Nightbreed in this, like really like wonderfully silly movies. It shows you like that love of film. You know, I was just like listening to a podcast about 
the great John Carpenter and uh, talking about making John Carpenter's vampires how there's too much winking going on. I mm. want like a down the barrel thing or whatever because he like loves movies. Yeah. And this movie is very winky, but there's such a love of genre and such a love of of the basic outlines of science fiction and horror that we like th- that that love is there way more so than numerous installations of the of the of, of this very same series yeah, the, the opening scene in this movie is perfect and it's we're not even so in good. space but it's just like military guy shows up the, the cinematography is very good and then shadow it's just like you called what was going to happen but it's still delivered and like you know jason's hanging by chains gets a bag put on over his head cut go out into the hall comes back Jason's gone. Guys replaced him on the chains, and then he just kills so many people. And it's really well done. It's like such a perfect way to start this movie. Hey, I just found a piece of trivia that's the reason that trivia exists. Uh, during a Q&A, the great Todd Farmer, our hero who brought Jason to space, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. said that there were probably about 20,000 people aboard the Solaris space station. <laughs> which, again, that's many times 9-11. Jason's kill count in this is insane. Um, so... Uh, People thought that it was uh, he was joking. So on Twitter, he tweeted uh, that rumor is so very annoying. It was nineteen thousand seven hundred twenty-seven. All it. right, dude, this guy rules. Todd Farmer, Todd Farmer, you may be my he's hero. I'm not going to call him. Mm, I want to call him MVP just to make you angry. I'm going to crumple this. So microphone. mad. You can do it. Let's no, think about it though. I will. If it's I in your give, heart, I kind of want to go to Doig because like Lexa Doig carries this movie as like a smart, savvy science lady who's like. I'm one step ahead of all these stupid boobs driven by bad things. Yeah. By boobs, I mean dumb men, not literal boobs. Right, from the etymology of the bird, the silly exactly. bird, not, not the, the, the hanging mound that is made ruined by a nipple. Exactly. We talked about that. We've talked about this one on the mic. a we, million we, times. We did see... Boobs are ruined by nipples. Right, when the, Thank you. When the android's nipples fall off, we're like, huh, those are some, That's, well, like, well, some nice R- Rebecca thing. Romaine in the X-Men movies. Right, the blue thing? Yeah, the, the her blue situation mm-hmm. sans nipples yeah so yeah so we're really learning <laughs> learning so much from so this uh movie. brodsky's the first the second male character and the first black man to kill jason oh that's that's actually we hadn't thought about good that. for him though it doesn't seem like he's really dead but still so good that's for maybe you. the way we haven't but i think maybe we should go back and sort of in our fi- our final episode of the jason verse is going to be a little long i think but i think we really should see who's killed jason i think that's a very fun fact and We've had boys do it. We've had ladies do it. And now we've had our first black man do it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. So let's get to, let's keep MVP for a minute. Cause I do want to think Put about that, that on the bur- most burner. valuable death. I got mine. I have mine too. I feel like this one in reading about it. I feel like I'm picking the the one that pretty much everyone agrees. Fuck. Is I think the best I'm probably going to pick that one too. The liquid nitrogen head smash. Yeah. That's one of the best deaths of the entire series. I think the problem is there are similar deaths, but they're not like that is, what we've learned over and over again in this franchise is that the simpler, the better, the shorter, the better. Like, I don't want a drawn out thing. I want Jason to use his mass to destroy something instantly. Yeah, and Jason ain't Jigsaw, all right? Right. We don't need the Jason elaborate tick, 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 We don't need that. Ah, ah, I got this bear trap on my head. I want to bear trap your head. No, we just want him to bear trap a head with his hands. His big hands. Yeah. He's a big man. So he he um the first kill too really because he the opening scene I feel more like a you know like a Bond or a MacGyver gambit where it doesn't (laughs) quite count towards the kill counts you know just like a little ooh here's we got you do a little fun skit at the beginning yeah gambit it's called the gambit 
All right, whatever. It's called. Haven't you watched MacGyver? No, I watched MacGruber. Oh, every episode begins with a, with a gambit where he has to escape from like some you know uh, Ukrainian prison using a paperclip or I get the hang glide I, I out of yeah. a crashing plane using, using a paperclip. No, it's always a paperclip. He stretches his foreskin. I'm not until sure he has a, a penis. Sail. Do you think Mac- MacGyver has a penis and it's uncircumcised? You can quote me on that. Yeah, if use, MacGyver has a penis, you gotta use it like a sail. He wouldn't give up would a single do inch it. of the valuable real estate oh afforded God. to him. Yeah. Okay. You can use every part. Every part. Um, but that death is great. She's she's the first death in space, I believe, by Jason. Yeah, because he just wakes up. Uh, he dips her head in a bath, a sink full of liquid nitrogen, and then picks her out of the bath, and then smashes her head on a table, and it blows up, and then he picks her up, and it's just like this broken, disgusting cave of a face. Amazing. It was, it was so sick. Um, I think, but that's I think the reason why everyone's choosing that as the MVD is that. There are other good D's in this movie, but none of them live like have that simplicity and viscera. Like they're all either cuts, and then you come back and you're like, "Oh, she's got a hole in her neck," or you know, the guy falls on the screw. It's fun, but then like the big setup is that he screws down it slowly, and that's fun. But like again, it's I think what really lives is like when you can just be like, "Fuck yeah, that just happened." Go, Jason. I don't know about you. Do you root for Jason in these movies? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's there for a reason. You you don't get mad at a lion for hunting adorable little antelopes. They got to eat. No. And I would even go so far as to say, you know, when you watch those nature docs, you're sort of, you do feel sympathy for the antelope. You don't necessarily care. You know, the the story is, oh, it's sad when the antelope dies because it's cute and furry. I, I hope in one of the next two Jason movies, everybody dies. I'm wonder like I like I think the survivor thing is we could get rid of that now. I'm rooting for Jason. Yeah, I want him well, to kill everyone. Said, in this movie, I I really like uh, Lexa Doig as Dawson. I think she or whatever her fucking name is. I think it's Dawson. I wanted to see her survive. You did. So that was nice. I liked. I think they did a good job choosing the survivors in this. Oh yeah, it's a great. It's yeah. a it's a it's a merry it, band. It, interestingly, they were going to have a love interest for Dawson. And then wrote him out of the script. They're like, we don't need this, which is fucking great. That's good. Love it. Yeah, great choice. Yeah, we don't need more. There are already so many characters. Apparently, the Mythbusters themselves, mm-hmm. the two coolest guys in the Wait, world. Wait, they tried to fall in love to see if it would work? No, they they tried the, the head smash thing. It's such a cult, uh, Jason Kill. What did they do? They took an intern, dunked her into a vat of liquid nitrogen, and smashed her body. Did it get busted? Oh yeah! Wait, which version though? Is it busted or busted? I don't know. I never, I've never watched that show. I wanted to like it, but I never had the channel it was on. Any guy who wears a utilicilt off the clock? Wait, he wore him off the clock. That's his whole. Those guys' whole thing was like, oh. But then I, I've read that they hate each other in real life, which is super funny. That's good. You That's hysterical. Is that why the show? got canceled i think they ran out of myths they like they finally no. went through all the myths there's more myths i don't know they did a lot there's like so many seasons of that show maybe i want to watch it now most valuable player i'm giving it to todd farmer he was the man who said let's go to space <laughs> no. he's he okay. was the man who okay. said let's go to space okay i'm not gonna fucking sit back my runner-up would be the great lexa doig uh as dawson because i think um the final girl role can be thankless sometimes. And we've so often seen final girls who are very vulnerable or very weak mm-hmm. or in need of help or support. Yeah. If not for one thing or whatever. And she's like pretty much badass. The she's entire time. stronger than what's her name from Terminator two. 
Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah, she's just awesome, and uh, she's like beautiful and smart and capable and a great lead. And again, could be a totally thankless role. And from like minute one in this performance, I was like, oh, she's like really good, and I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. From the first time she talks to David Cronenberg to the last time she talks to the severed head of Sexy Data, I was like, this is a performance right here. This is it. So she's, I, she's my runner-up. Who's your MVP? Char. Uh, she was in a very weird series, Lexa Doig. She starred. Oh no, she didn't even star. She was. She's in this. Like maybe we have to do this. The real murders and Aurora Tea Garden mystery. Oh yeah, we've got to do this. I get people all the time. Be like, when are you going to do the? Say it again. None <laughs> well, of that. Let me see which one. An Aurora Tea Garden mystery. Uh, yeah, Aurora <laughs> Tea Garden. Her name. The main character's name is Aurora Tea Garden. No, the main character's name is Candace Cameron Burr. Who's Aurora Tea Garden? I think it's a tea. It's garden. a place. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like a name. I was like, that's pretty cool. No. When, oh wait, no. Wait, while Aurora Tea Garden searches, who's Aurora Tea Garden? I have no clue. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm so, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm I do dumb. Agree. Yeah. Uh, Candace Cameron Brewer is the the actor. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. So yes, your MVP character's name is Aurora Tea Garden. Your MVP. Now that we've gone through that little loopity loop, there's a lot of them. Oh God! Okay, we'll pick one. One, two. No, no, three, no, no. Four, Not five, one of the movies six, in the Tea seven, Garden eight, series. Nine, ten, eleven. There are twelve of these movies, Josh. There's as many Aurora Tea Gardens as there are Jasons. I, I don't know. I think um, this is maybe feels like a waste to you, you know, because you chose the man who sent Jason to space, and you chose the star of the movie. Those are very powerful people. Yes, I'm going for the man who dies blowing up the hallways. Oh, uh, Crutch? Actually, I'll look his name The up. mustachioed fellow, he said? No, no, I re- he almost... Crutch was out. cool. Crutch kind of has a real pig pen from the dead vibe. <laughs> yeah. He has leather jacket, his big belly, his mustache. Cool guy. He's listening to his tunes. Just him, his terrariums, and his tunes. I That's even... me in space. Uh, Waylander, maybe. Waylander? Played by Derwin Jordan? I don't know, he was the guy who wore the, 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 the wool vest and had a cool necklace. Oh, that guy! He just seemed optimistic, and he was the, he was the guy that p- pulled out the punchline of like, "We're not turning around and going back to Solaris because it's gone." Oh yeah, yeah, that guy was great. I like, but all the performances are good in this. I think we've seen such shit over nine movies of really bad acting. Yeah, like the best acting of the last nine movies has been bad. I think there's R- been R- Richard Brooker in his voiceless performance as Jason in three is still my favorite single performance yeah. in the series. I I I'm not gonna you know swoon so hard. I think there is some bad shit. Like I think the the woman with the like, not the midriff shirt, but like the other like midriff shirt. Everyone's dressed in what a '90s sexy dis like disco club attire, but right. like futuristic, so it's like furry yeah. or whatever. It's all wool. But the one lady has like a very medieval looking. It's cool. Top that's like bound together with these large metal like, spikes. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, good shirt. Yeah, I think her performance was uh, brought you, the brought the film to a silliness. When you honestly look back over this entire series, that's above average by a, a shocking margin. Right. I'm not saying. I'm just saying her. I think everyone else was campy, and she was silly. She. I don't. I think she was like the weak link for me. In this movie that maybe brings it down a little bit. Well, both you and Jason said goodbye. <laughs> so, she's the weakest line. She's the weakest. She's, you're that old British lady. Remember when she was just like, Charles, you're a piece of shit. You're fucking stupid. Why such a cum gobbler? I love that show. Yeah. That was like, I don't know. 
it just felt like the difference between like Wheel of Fortune and, and Jeopardy. It's like you have cheery Pat Sajak and Vanna White and then grumpy old Alex. I feel like who wants to be a millionaire with Regis Philbin, who's like obviously didn't know the answers to any of these questions and had a, a smile made out of That's why that millions. show rules. Yes. Regis is one of those. Like, great. Rest in peace. What a fascinating and bizarre man. That was awesome. He's I really like, oh, we're going to do the questions now. <laughs> wow. And it's like. Oh, he's like seemed genuinely surprised by, by everything. everything. He was awesome. And then you cut to like 730 where it's who wants to or who's the weakest link or whatever with that like. She was calling people names. She was the, just the like, world's meanest vampire. Yeah, was just like, and but to be fair to the weakest link, I do like that it brought in like essentially a very survivor style mm-hmm. game within a game of like you know who's going to be best for the team, who's best for me, etc. It's good. It's good stuff. Y'all the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. Cheerio. So your most valuable player is the Waylander guy with the necklace you liked. Yeah. Fair enough. I think he exactly matched what I wanted out of this movie. He he was like the perfect. He seemed very invested in being this character. And I think maybe that's why I found the other person to be like annoyingly silly is that I don't know that she really wanted to play the part. Sort of bringing like Michael Caine vibes from Jaws 4. I'll bring it up again. Like she always reminded me that I was watching a silly campy movie where everyone else was like really involved and really invested in making it fun. Uh, Fair enough. It's not a flawless diamond. Um, That leads us to our final question at this point and bearing in mind when Charles opened up the folder on his computer that showed only three movies left, he giggled like a little boy in Crimbus Morning because yes. we were almost done with this fucking series. <laughs> um, are you asking when will it end? And and I'll, I'll answer my own question briefly. Okay. If this is where you got out, I would completely understand. I feel like we've finally gotten to a peak of what – this is what – the the reason nine made me so mad is because it didn't deliver on its basic premise, and ten over delivers in a way that is so rewarding. Where right. I feel like it paid out to the guys like us who've sat back and watched fucking ten of these movies. So if you're out now, I totally get it. No, no, I'm in, I'm in. I think I I like where this franchise has ended up, and I I'm never seen if maybe I no I saw Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street Part. What's the one that everyone likes? Like uh, Dream, Dream Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Seen Dream Warriors. I don't know anything about it. So I'm not like, thankfully, I'm not like going in with any preconceptions or like, oh, I'm so excited that we now get to like cross. But it is this is a cool idea to cross into another franchise that's also into its like eighth part or tenth part or something. And famously, this was promised to us right, right. at the end of nine. And then uh, another decade would pass before it came to light. But even without even thinking about what this is going to be, I like the amount of time that this has steeped, it's not like an Earl Grey where you got to pluck that bag out after three minutes. Like the longer this shit's just stewing in its own it's juice. It's like a stinky shit. Right. Just, just the don't longer flush you wait, that. Oh, that's what you meant. Wait, I'm just saying. I meant wait until you really have to poop and then poop. And then you get the whole Oh, I get it. Well, it was your poop metaphor. I was just yeah. trying to figure it no, out. No, you jumped ahead. I'm not saying leave it to sit. That's crazy. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's horrible. I know. Yeah. But it's like if you're, if you like shit. Okay. Then I'm, I would say leave it in and then you get a whole new shit experience. Wow. Where I don't want like shit, shit flush, shit flush, shit flush. I just want the like, where like the peas or the, the corn is like fully. I don't like, I don't like this. At oh, all. you want to go back to the tea? Metaphor. Are you in? Are you are you asking when it will end? Not. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and like maybe it's like it's just like being beaten down by the series. And no, how- that's what I was saying. I'm not going to equate it to a metaphor. I'm just saying 
We're not being beaten down. We're finally being given what we deserve and what we want. We were getting beaten down in parts one through seven. You hear me? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. We're not being beaten down. We're being built up. I, I So I think I'll spin it a little bit. It seems like the first quarter of the series is just getting what the fuck is this. Right. The, the middle quarter has incredible highs and low lows because like four, six, seven isn't bad. It's just kind of whatever. Yeah. And, and eight, I, I can understand hating it, but it's just it's not that bad. It's just sort of at worst silly and aimless. Mm-hmm. Then we're, now we're in this final like maybe thirds is the best way to go about it. Then this third, it just, it just it's very weird. So it's like, so weird. If the introduction to this final era Nine is such a bad start to the no, this final quarter. It's not such a. This bad is so. Start. It is terrible. And no, then this is such really a good. Prom, like a fulfillment of a promise. Uh, yeah, I'm not asking when will end. I love it. Um, oh, your I, pants are the same color as my blanket. I know. I'm loving it. Wow. Where does the blanket end and the Josh begin? Look how tall my pants go. Oh my god. You're like a, you're like my a, pants are growing. You're like my grandfather. I am. I am your grandfather. We'll <laughs> talk after the record. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, I've only seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and as I understand it, the full, like, it's Freddy, bitch, like, really kicks in a little later on. Okay. And I have to assume that this is mostly Freddy calling Jason bitch for, like, 90 minutes, because, like... Oh, my God. That's going to be so cute. It's going to be very cute. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And then the remake is interesting. The thing is, like, right now I'm writing high and, like, let's remake Jason X, because, like... That'd be... Yes. This could be even better. And this is the... I'm, we can close out the show I after this, but, like, the fact that... Roger Ebert was like, God, can you imagine a Jason X part two? And it's like, all I want is a direct sequel. That's to this all I can movie. dream of, Roger, you idiot. Roger, you fuck. What a piece of shit. We got a Patreon too. Listen to that. Next week, Freddy vs. Jason, babe. Oh, bitch. <laughs>